Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And also for me, that, the, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth, boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, Barfish, we are so, so close to being done with the book of Ephesians. Yes. And this is Paul's closing thought. So we have one more reading tomorrow, but it's just the final greetings. Um, so this is kind of like the last exhortation and it's a big one. It's it's really well known, yep. and you know it kind of all hinges on this armor image, the armor of God, um, with all these different components like the sword and the shield and the breastplate. Mm. And you know, my mind goes back to a bunch of VBS crafts growing up. <laughs> you know, all the like homemade armor things. But Barfish, what are, what are your thoughts on the armor of God? And you know, he he speaks to spiritual warfare here and um, whatnot. So enlighten us. Yeah. So, you know, when you talk about armor, I think you're, I, I think it is a war image, you know, that we are engaged in this war and we've all know, we've probably all known people who tend to take kind of the spiritual warfare side of Christianity too far or what we mm. think is too far. And I think that leads a lot of people to go to the, you know, swing the pendulum to the other side, which is to very much downplay mm. any kind of spiritual warfare that's going on. Uh, but this passage does seem to be very clear that there, there is a, there is a war that is, is, I mean, I, I hesitate to use the word like raging around us because you don't feel like it's raging. Um, you feel like if anything, there's kind of a war that's like very much in the background or it's unseen. And so I don't even know if it's really there. You question it, mm -hmm. but it's passages like this that show you, uh, there very much is a uh, spiritual warfare that is going on. I mean, it says in, uh, you know, in verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. So apparently the devil has these schemes that he is bringing against us. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, 
against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Mm. So there, there are these spiritual forces of darkness that whose aim it is to, to trip us up. I, I, I think, you know, maybe most of us do when we read passages like this, we think of CS Lewis as the screw tape letters. And I think he, he just gives such a, a tangible window into how this kind of plays out, yeah. you know, with, with the one demon talking to his, his nephew demon and who's, who's attacking this, this yeah. man and, you know, and, and trying to get into his thoughts and put certain things into his thoughts and his thinking and his way of doing things that will eventually not he- lead him to the way of Christ, but will lead him astray. And th- this is, this is a reality. And so I, I realize that in, in, 21st century America, it's easy to downplay this or to just cast this off altogether that, you know, this is all kind of like fairy tale type stuff mm-hmm. or whatever. But the Bible is teaching that this is very much a reality in our everyday lives. And so I think, number one, we just need to acknowledge that certain things are going on um, are, are due to the enemy and his schemes and, and wanting to get at us. Uh, so when we have issues in our marriage, when we have issues with our kids, when we have issues at work, uh, when problems are going on, when sin is happening, when relationships are being negatively affected, I don't think these are, are purely, you know, someone, someone messed up the formula and entered a bad number and we got a bad outcome. It's it's I think there are actually spiritual forces that are at play in those things that that we have an enemy that is actively working to tear apart the things that are God honoring in our lives and to not do things in a way that are God's design. Yeah. And 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 so those those forces are working against us. And I so number one, I think we ought to acknowledge that. And then number two, I think we ought to be try to be aware of those things in our life. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's been times when. Joe Beth and I have, have had like, you know, stretches of like difficulty in our marriage. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, Mm -hmm. this is crazy. And it, and it feels like it's more than, I mean, we both love each other. We're both like obviously fully committed to each other and want the best for each other. And yet we're just having such a, such a, you know, long string of difficulty. And I, I, I truly feel, I truly believe, you know, and I think that this, that scripture backs us up, that there, uh, there is an enemy that is working against us. He would love nothing more than to see our marriage fall apart. Mm-hmm. He'd love nothing more than to see a wall, a very thick wall go, go up between husband and wife. Mm-hmm. And so we have to actively be working against that. And, and one of the, you know, one of the ways to do that, I think is, is what Paul is, is exhorting the church at Ephesus to do here. And that's to take up the whole armor of God. And it says in verse 13, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. And so we're, we're able to stand firm by taking up this armor of God, by taking up the things that are talked about in this passage, the belt of truth. So putting on truth and righteousness, uh, the gospel of peace and the shield of faith. And so having these things are, are the way that we combat these schemes of the, of the evil one. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I have found for me, especially in the past couple of years, uh, the the seasons where I feel like there's the most obedience and um, just like positive ministry things going on, I will find 
the most like out of body seeming like distraction mm. or difficulty or obstacles or whatever. And like, I just truly am fully convinced that, that we do have an enemy who, who wants to stand in the way of us making moves for the kingdom of God. And so, mm. um, that's honestly just been helpful for me. Like when I feel really spiritually numb or cold, um, it's helpful for me to take inventory of what the Lord is doing in my life. And oftentimes what I find is like that the Lord has opened a lot of really cool doors to do ministry. And so it, it does not seem very coincidental or haphazard that um my, my flesh is not really following in suit. Hmm. And, you know, I, I do think we, we would learn, we would do well to look outside of ourselves as the Western church when it comes to things like this. And, um, you know, you've served overseas and mm. just through reading and, and, uh, with Yusuf interviewing, um, you know, brothers and sisters in the Muslim world, the idea of spiritual warfare and spiritual opposition is much more of a disgust and, uh, sort of outwardly believed, thing in other church contexts. And, you know, I just think yeah. it's, we, as people who have different cultural contexts, we can learn from each other. And, um, I do think like in the Western church in the post enlightenment kind of world, we can kind of science everything down to, yeah. you know, just very, very unimpressive, reasonable means. And, right. and we miss the the greater things that are at play. Yeah, and I, I think that's exactly right. And you referenced my time overseas. We served in Indonesia for most of that time. And in Indonesia, pretty much all throughout the country, um, the it is very easy to to believe in, in spirits and evil spirits and, and these type things. Uh, because the Indonesian people themselves, they, most of them, and most of them are Muslim, but they, they, they interact daily with these spirits. And, mm -hmm. and this is not a figment of their imagination. It is a very real thing that is going on. It, it, sometimes it feels like, you know, you're in one of the gospels or you're in the book of Acts or something yeah. when you're, when you're interacting. And so, um, I, I kind of have a theory that, you know, the enemy does what he can to distract us. Mm -hmm. And so the purpose of the enemy is not for like tons of demons to manifest all the time. And, and, um, and that's how, you know, he carries out his schemes. I think his, I think his purpose is to distract us and to take us off track of focusing mm -hmm. on the Lord. Yeah. And so I think the way that's done in the West, um, probably is primarily done through materialism. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think that, I don't think that the enemy has to, uh, treat us the same way as, you know, or, or do things in the same way that he might do in a country like Indonesia. And oh. so just the fact that we don't see, you know, manifestations of demons all the time or, you know, people that are seemingly demon possessed or whatever, it does not mean that the enemy is not still very much at work in everyday life things that are going on right, totally. right here where we are. Amen. So I think it's, I, I think the word is try to, Try to become aware and try to start to pay attention and, and view, you know, even daily menial, menial things through the lens of scripture and what it says here. Amen. Well, for Barrett Fisher, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow as we close up Ephesians on our daily rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. 
I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404 404- 465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.